taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. Now join your hosts, Brian Chilton and Curtis Evelo, as we step into the arena of ideas. Pilot Mountain, North Carolina, and Ronan, Montana. This is the Bellator Christie Podcast, and this is, these are your hosts, Brian Chilton and Curtis Evelo. And uh, we are continuing our tribute to the Christian rock band Petra with a uh, classic tune called "More Power to You." And with that in mind, we want to read uh, Psalm 61. It says, "God, hear my cry. Pay attention to my prayer." I call to you from the ends of the earth, when my heart is without strength. Lead me to a rock that is high above me, for you have been a refuge for me, a strong tower in the face of the enemy. I will dwell in your tent forever, and take refuge under the shelter of your your wings. Salah. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, Curtis, you know, it's kind of... I was just going to say, it's kind of funny how what what uh, musical influences made um, even Christian music back then, you know, um, the sound of the 70s and sound of the early, early 80s really kind of pulled through um, some of those, uh, some of that stuff. And it, man, that movement, um, that movement of Christian rock really started, um, coming out of California, out of um, the uh, uh, chapel um, of, of Chuck Smith um, back yeah. in the day. Is it Calvary Chapel? You know, Calvary Chapel out of that with the, you know, with the Jesus movement uh, in the 60s. And man, God was on the move then. I just pray that he's on the move again. Absolutely. That was some really cool stuff back then. And you could hear some of the influences people were really trying to step away from that it's it's crazy when you start thinking about that stuff Mm. yeah yeah old chapel hill and chuck smith and man calvary chapel that's some that's some big stuff back then that was a big move of god there for quite some time here's this uh hippie surfer that's starting a church (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, did Greg Lowry come uh, from oh, Calvary yeah. Chapel? Yep. I, I was thinking, yep. what a powerful ministry yep. he has, too. He's, yep. he's one of my yep. favorite modern evangelists slash preachers. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that come out of that Calvary Chapel. Um, basically, the whole footprint of it um, is, has grown fairly large, and, and uh, there's a lot going on there. You know, and it's it's one without not without its controversies either. You know, just like anything else, that's that's a move of God. You know, there's going to be some that are doing it right, and some that are doing it just for their own, you know, exploitation. So, 
it, it's, it's just like what happened with a great awakening even you know there were some yeah people who were were misusing the work of god yeah yeah well brian we we've got the end uh the end of our uh series um end of season five coming into this um end of our episodes i should say um coming into this of season five and i just man what a time we've had so we're just going to do a recap folks and uh kind of maybe discuss some of the stuff and and maybe maybe it maybe that you've tuned in um a little late in this maybe don't know about some of the stuff that we just got done going through um almost a year's worth of <laughs> of uh digging through my goodness some of the stuff that we've got pretty good stuff i mean um last year's uh summer interview series i mean we we had all sorts of interviews we had we had, my goodness we had tim stratton we had zach breitenbach um oh man did we have a load of people just continue uh, continuing um just to bless the church with just such great um uh, people that have written books and people that are out there doing ministries that are that are out there it's it's really amazing stuff it is and and you know we had dave baggett leo purser i mean yeah. we uh ronnie campbell we we had some ronnie heavy campbell. hitters on uh, yeah. on the podcast and so yeah i mean that that series was great and then we stepped into the fifth season and um we start off with a bang. Started off with a bang as we looked into near death experiences, and uh, you know, you Curtis, we were talking oh, before the podcast, and we want to encourage people if if you've been impacted by this podcast to let us know. And th- this was one series we did on near death experiences that I personally heard a lot of feedback from. Uh, a lot of people were very interested in, in the series we did on uh, near death seri- uh, near death experiences. That was one through. Uh, episodes one through four, uh, we did a little bit uh, of uh, some free-flowing podcasts on uh, middle knowledge, uh, creation, reasons to be thankful, and then we uh, started up a series we did on prophecies, messianic prophecies, in uh, the minor prophets, major prophets, Job and Psalms, early prophecies in the Torah, and um, you know I was really in, I was really intrigued. With uh, with even some of the early prophecies that we covered, uh, I hadn't really yeah. gone through that before, and and I was really impressed uh, with that series. Uh, anything stand out stood out to you from for the NDEs and the uh, and the first one we did on messianic prophecies? You know what really kind of stood out to me on the messianic prophecies was how many were were in that came from the prophets yeah how many of them that that was probably the biggest one for me is how many of them actually talked about you know the prophets prophets were uh uh, you know describing that because you know you hear messianic prophecies and your mind instantly goes to you know daniel and isaiah and and those kind of things but the the prophets my word i mean there was so much there. I, I mean, yeah, it was. It's amazing to me. Um, yeah, in the minor prophets, especially, and, and those little books, you don't anticipate yeah. there being as much 
Especially Zechariah. Right. I mean, Zechariah was one that was very impressive to me. Right. Yeah, it, it was. It was that was really uh, to me that was good. I I enjoyed every bit of that part. Um, I guess yeah. So, so you know, uh, that was out of our. Out, that was out of most of our. Um, just our. You could say November December time period. Yeah. Really. And then we, on episode 12, we celebrated the 300th episode of Bellator Christie. Yeah. And, and as Curtis, as you mentioned, if you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're late to the game, uh, go back and check us out. I mean, if you go and you find where this podcast is, uh, is uh, if you find this podcast on a podcasting app like um, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, we're on iHeartRadio, you can go back and find the earlier podcasts we did uh, years gone by. I mean, we this is a fifth season, but uh, there for the longest time before we started really applying the episodic version that we're doing, the seasonal episodic version we're doing now. I mean, we did it like every week and uh, for a long time. So there's a lot of podcasts out there that you can go check out. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so 300th episode, we talked about that. And then we started our Christology series, which... Uh, took us through the winter oh, time man. 12 yeah. 12 episodes um man alive we covered early christological titles we covered the union of christ divine and in human nature virgin birth we talked about the work and function of christ the extent of christ's atonement resurrection ascension second coming historicity and miracles um that was a that was a fun series yeah we also talked about some heresies that came out of of some of that Christological understanding, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. It, there's so much information packed into that that just uh, really kind of, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was just good stuff. So I guess what, what were, uh, what was, what was something that, uh, that you took away from the season um, and or I guess a particular one particular episode or maybe episodes or or things uh, there. To me, I think you know I I'd studied Christology before, but it amazed me how the focal point of of Christianity and really where it's it divides from heresy is really front and center found in Christology, having a good understanding of who Christ is. I mean, without a good understanding of who Christ is and that blend of the divine human nature, because that's really where the heresies are found when they start. you start tinkering with that aspect of Christ's Your nature. Point, yeah. um, it, it's amazing to me how this is ground zero, where really this is the dividing line between uh, orthodox Christian truth and, and heresies. Mm-hmm. That that really stood out to me. I was also amazed going back to our NDE uh, presentation how how much evidence there is th- th- that exists for NDEs. And then you know later on in our series in our season we talked about the messianic prophecies. Um, I was really floored by um, just how much stuff uh, we, we see for uh, even the ascension. I mean, we realized there was a lot of. You know, evidence for you know the resurrection, and I, I guess even there, how, how many t- texts 
you know, either directly or indirectly reference the resurrection of Jesus. That really caught me off guard. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. Mm. Anything that stood out yeah. to you? Well, I was just gonna I was just gonna bounce off of your the part that you were talking about, the Christology part. It, I thought what was what, what really touched me or really kind of grabbed me was the earliest Christology was the highest Christology. Yes, absolutely. It, it didn't just build on top of it. It was like they said, no, this is ground ground knot. This is what it is right here. Yeah. And and how it stayed. The other thing that really stood out to me was in the Christology series is it continually pointed out that if we know the the true original we can spot a counterfeit absolutely just just like when you were, i think you you pointed out that when when people were um when, when people train people in the um in a bank of how to uh spot a counterfeit they make them work with the original original mm-hmm. dollar bill original hundred dollar bill they work with those so they see smell and and feel it everything about it and they can spot a counterfeit easy that way. Absolutely, I think that I think that's something that really kind of gripped me was knowing that if we dig into the word and we start studying that word and we don't we don't drift from those things. We we hold steady and square. We can spot those things from a distance, and they don't even have to get close. That's what's that's what amazed me. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Let's just kind of maybe talk about what do we have in store for season six. Oh, Curtis, we have about every every episode counted <laughs> for in season yeah. six. We we had uh, God laid it on my heart to really amp up this theology series that we're doing because yeah. I got to thinking about it and looking at it, and if we continued on the pace we were going, <laughs> we would get finished in about ten years. <laughs> I mean, the way we were going, so. There's a there are a lot of people out there that are very interested in these different topics, and very few places you can go to hear the type of discussions we're we're having on Christological, I mean, excuse me, theological issues in a systematic fashion like we're doing. I mean, this is the stuff we're offering would make a great Bible study. You, you mentioned it, Curtis. Uh, th- th- it'd be excellent for people to take these podcasts, have a Bible study with them, and really use them as conversation pieces uh, with their congregations or even uh, their home devotional groups. Um, so we're going to amp that up. We're going to actually, instead of having just one theological series, we're going to have three coming up in <laughs> Season 6. And this is going to take up the entire season uh, because we've got eight episodes in the first series and 12 in the right. second and third uh, series. So we're going to start off, we're going to come out of the gates. If you look, if you watch the Kentucky Derby, we're lined up at the gate, and when we release, we're going to be just charging out of the gates <laughs> full speed yeah. because we're going to hit it hard with a study on pneumatology, and this is a study of the Holy Spirit. We're going to ask, what is spirit? What is a spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? How do we know that the Holy Spirit's divine? How do we know the yeah. Holy Spirit is um, is the third person in the triune Godhead? Uh, what about the personality of the Holy Spirit? How, how do we know that the Spirit is a person, a he rather than an it, 
as as yeah. some people have said. Um, what about the work of the Holy Spirit? What exactly does the Holy Spirit do? Uh, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the symbols of the Holy Spirit is found in Scripture, the anointing and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. What does that mean to be anointed and indwelt with the Holy Spirit? And then lastly, the canonicity of the Holy Spirit. Historically speaking, how did how do we get to the point that we that the church understood that the Spirit of God um, was divine, that third person of the Trinity? And we're going to really look into Basil of Caesarea. He's going to be a major player uh, in this discussion um, in in pneumatology. So that's we're going to start it off with with a heavy hitter uh, as we talk yeah. about the Holy Spirit. And then um, the second one. Yeah, well, before we go into that. Curtis, are there any particular areas that you're interested in that, that you know, as, as far as that first series that you're excited about, maybe some issues you'd I, like to discuss? Yeah, I think that? what's I think what's what's really I mean, I'm polishing up, if you can see, can't see it on our, on oh, our cool. audio, but I'm I'm polishing up on some of the uh, understanding of the Trinity and and how that works and and by knowing the Trinity, by knowing how that all comes together, we'll be able to actually maybe relate better to the Holy Spirit and not look at the Holy Spirit as some add-on or as some, um, you could say, genie in a bottle type. Yeah. You know, that that's really kind of what's got me excited about that is to start really showing and helping not only myself understand, but helping others understand that the Holy Spirit is is actually the moving life force of our actions in our Christian walk. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what's really got me excited. That's going to be a good series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then coming up the winter of 2023, this is going to be an in-depth look at soteriology and i want to say that this is probably going to be the area that a lot of people are going to be interested in as well i mean i think a lot of people are going to be interested in pneumatology but really in soteriology that's where we start getting into the whole calvinist arminian thomist molinist issues i mean this is this is where the debates often happen and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about so we're going to talk about the study of salvation. That's what soteriology is. We're going to talk about the dimensions of salvation. What are we saved from? What about the time involved, the nature and the medium of salvation? Uh, that's going to be the first thing we'll discuss. We're going to talk about the objects of salvation. Here is an important discussion. Who does the saving and who is being saved? Okay, that's that's what we're going to talk about there. Third, we're going to talk about the nature of predestination. Okay, we're going to talk about every single soteriological group, be it Arminian, Wesleyan, Calvinist, um, Molinist, whatever the case may be. Every single group has a belief system on predestination, and so we'll talk about predestination. Union you with Christ. can't get away from it. Oh, no, you can't. You're right. You can't get away from it. Uh, union with Christ. What does it mean that we're united with Christ. Does this mean that we are elevated somehow to being gods? Or does this mean that we're simply filled with the Spirit? Well, what does this mean? We're going to talk about that union with Christ. Justification and, and redemption. What does it mean to be redeemed? What does it mean to be justified? 
the second step, sanctification and growth. What is sanctification and how does it lead to Christian growth? Uh, then we're going to look at glorification and assurance. Do we have assurance in our salvation? What does it mean when we're going to be glorified? Adoption. What does it mean that we're adopted by God? Uh, the order of salvation. What comes first as we talk about the order of salvation? What does it mean about to be regenerated? We'll talk about that. Different views on the means of salvation. We'll get into a little bit of different theologies around liberation theology, sacramental theology, and evangelical viewpoints. Uh, the extent of salvation. Is everybody going to be saved? Or will there be a few people saved? How many will be saved? Or can we even know that number? That, that that'll be as we that'll be the last discussion we'll have uh, on the mm. soteriological discussion. So, Curtis, any mm. <laughs> any favorite uh, points of interest yeah. you have there? Uh, well, what I think is what I what I think I'm looking forward to on that is to. To lay it out in such a way, I'm looking forward to being able to discuss this in such a way that we don't have to bring an offense to Amen. to any of this. We can we can work through this and still be holding to the main points of Christianity. Absolutely, I think this is something that far too often gets put out in front of public that we need to be talking to and saving. They don't need to be worried about, you know, <laughs> you know, were they predestined or were they not? Or <laughs> yeah. any, we, we should be doing, filling the, the, the gospel presentation out there to them and helping them see and understand that there is a God. He loves them. He had died for them. They were sinners. They had a death sentence on them. Christ took that away from them by doing what he did on the cross. And these are the things that really should be our focus, but far too often this other stuff is out in front. People know us more by, are you Calvinist or are you predestined guy? Are you this, are you that? You know, it's <laughs> Are you the frozen it, it, are you the frozen chosen? <laughs> <laughs> what is that, Lutheran or what are they uh not Lutheran uh <laughs> Uh, Presbyterian or something yeah. like that. Those frozen chosen. <laughs> Don't move. Yeah. Get your calisthenics in with the ca with the Catholics and you get your <laughs> sit stand kneel and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what fun! What fun that's going to be. I'm I'm excited for that. And then we're going to cap off our uh, season six with a final look at uh, theology proper. Uh, number two, uh, so we're going to have three or four theology propers. And when we talk about theology proper, we're talking about the core essence of theology. We're looking at God himself. Um, it's, theology means a study of God. And so we're going to go back and look at another aspect of uh, God. We In our very first theology series, we talked about the attributes of God. In this one, we're going to talk about the existence and revelation of God. We're going to kind of have a double header here. On the one hand, we're going to be very apologetic defending the existence of God. But then we're going to talk about revelation. What does God reveal to us? And so uh, we're going to cover issues like, number one, can we know that God exists? Can we know with any degree of certainty that God exists? So we're going to talk about that. 
then we're going to give some apologetic arguments. And so you probably can already get, gather what our answer is going to be from the next podcast following this. We're going to give uh, cosmological arguments for God's existence, design arguments for God's existence, an ontological argument, argument from necessity. Uh, we're going to argue for the existence of God from miracles, if there's one miracle that speaks in favor of God's existence, uh, the argument, yeah, just one, the argument from inner witness. Uh, this isn't something that's often discussed, but we'll talk a little bit about the argument from having that inner witness in the Holy Spirit. Two books of Revelation, a universal and particular revelation of God. Uh, that'll make more sense when we go to that. Uh, get to get into that. Here's one I'm really interested in. It can get a little complicated, but it don't have to be doesn't have to be. It's a question, does God speak to us? And when he speaks, how does he speak? If God well, speaks to us, yeah, if, if God speaks to us, does that equate that speech on the same level of, of um, Scripture? Well, not necessarily. And so we're going to look at language theory, uh, particularly uh, some of the works of Nicholas Volderstorff and some of the uh, ways he shows us what? that we can look at this. Yeah, Volderstorff. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a type of car. It could be, you know. But we're going to look <laughs> at language theory a little bit, and we're just going to simplify that. Uh, look at uh, uh, locutions, perlocutions, elocutions. It's going to make more sense as we go through that. Uh, but we're going to show how God speaks to us. God can speak to us and does speak to us uh, as we go through that. And then we're going to look at the inspiration of God's word. Now we're we're going to cover bibliology. Uh, which is a study of Scripture. So this is kind of getting a little into bibliology, but not quite because we're still focusing on primarily the revelation of God and whether we can trust the revelation of God. So some of this may be a little crossover, uh, but uh, it's just going to be a light in bibliology. We'll hit bibliology harder as we go through uh, the other aspects. But here we talk about the inspiration of God's Word, infallibility and inerrancy of God's Word, and the theories on the inspiration and inerrancy of God's Word. And um, when we get into bibliology, we're going to probably go back and cover some of this material, but we'll look at it in a little more depth as we go through that. And um, we'll probably, when we cover bibliology, look more into the whole aspect of, of where do we gather meaning. Um, we'll give more evidences for Scripture and for the reliability of Scripture. We'll do that more in the Bibliology series. So there's a little bit of crossover with the last part of that series in Bibliology, but there's there's going to be a little distinction between the two. Oh, man. That's going to be so fun. I mean, one thing that I want to point out that I'm looking forward to is something that, something that really people don't really think of it this way. They think of us as Christians or, let's just say, you know, followers of Yahweh, okay? They, they look at us as we're the ones that hold a theology. But in reality, every person on the face of this earth holds a version of theology. Yeah. So whether you believe in God, whether you don't believe in God, that's still a, uh, a a interpretation of theology Amen. and i think that's yeah i think that's something that's that's just to me um you know that's amazing to me um 
the other thing is, is, you know, when we talk about God speaking to us, you know, when we were talking about theology and, and, and you were just mentioning that, and it hit me, wait a minute, I wanted to kind of point this out. God does speak to us, but maybe not in the same way that we think um, in some aspects. But I want to show just a kind of a preview in First Kings 19, verse 9. I want to show you something that I just discovered the other day when I was reading through, because I had to teach on Second uh, Kings 6, and I was just reading through, kind of going through First Kings and going through Second Kings, just kind of getting the flow of the whole thing. But something hit me here, and, and I would be curious to find out what the actual word means in the Greek and the Hebrew. It says in, ver in uh, 1 Kings 19, verse 9, it says, and this is talking about Elijah when he when he ran off after he had his his bout on the Mount Mount Carmel with with everything else. He says, verse nine says, there he came to a cave and lodged in it, and behold, pay attention, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, "What are you doing here, Elijah?" The word of the Lord. What does John? say in his scripture the very beginning in the beginning was the word and the word was god and mm -hmm. the word was with god see how that ties together is god communicating right then and there a vocal yeah but he's also communicating and speaking to us through that right there that example <laughs> the living word of god speaking to us right here right now that's the amazing part that I can't. I just it just blows my mind when we when we think about that kind of stuff, you know. Boy, we, so, boy, yeah. we lit the fire, and I, boy, by the time we get to next spring, you're gonna be red hot, and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's just it, this is the kind of stuff that just uh, gets me excited because we get to talk about stuff that really it really does matter. People think. Um, People think they have a gotcha moment when they say, "Oh, you're just you believe in theology because you're just you're just a churchgoer. You're you're a Christian. You're this. You're that." Well, they don't even stop to think that they hold a theology too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and that to me is is a huge huge thing when we start thinking about it. Everybody holds a theology. Everybody holds a philosophy. You right, can't, you can't get away from it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes their philosophy is woo way out there. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and but but it's it's something they hold to. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot there. So what do we have on tap? What do we have in the lineup for season two of the summer interview series? This is the one that's got me super excited. Yeah, so here coming up here within an, uh, probably the next month or so, uh, we're going to, uh, as you know, we're going to take a break month of through the month of June, uh, July. We're going to strive to really get some episodes churning out in July on uh, creation. And so this this series, this uh, this next season of the summer interview series is going to be a lot shorter than the first one we did. Uh, but we're going to really hone in on one particular topic through the summer. And this summer we're looking at the issue of creationism. And um, we're going to have... Um, 
Jerry Bogatz with us on one episode. He is one of our newest members to the Bellator Christi uh, contributor team. Uh, he so is, excited. oh yeah, he's a retired uh, biologist, and I mean this is his thing. Uh, in fact, I spoke with him on the phone not long ago. Great guy, originally from Chicago. Uh, he's gone to Liberty. He's in the same program I'm in. Uh, he's got two degrees from Biola uh, in um, science related and apologetics. Uh, he did his uh, undergrad in in biology. I mean, he is a certifiable biologist. He retired from doing bi- uh, work in biology. I mean, so he's retired from it. I mean, his wife is a medical f- physician as well. I mean, so I oh mean, he, <laughs> this is a medical family, and they're strongly creationists. So he's going to have a lot to offer us in the podcast um, whenever he comes on with us. And then, Curtis, yeah. you've lined up some guys uh, with, to be with mm-hmm. us, and we're looking forward to having them with us. Who, who, who's coming so, on? Well, we got, we got uh, tentatively, we have uh, Dr. Paul, uh, ta- Dr. Paul Garner and Dr. Todd Wood from, uh, from if you remember the movie or the documentary, um, Is Genesis History? Mm-hmm. Todd, Dr. Todd Wood is one that's being interviewed there um, on some of the primates and some of the kinds of, of uh, species of animals and, and such. And I'm looking really forward to that because both of them are a young earth um, mm-hmm. from the young earth creation side of things. And I think what's really interesting is hearing, hearing how um, he, it, it, what's, what's interesting is hearing how they can show uh, the young earth aspect and through scripture, but also th- through their biology and through the history of what we see on earth. I'm super excited about it. Um, I, I just, I am actually really excited that we get a chance to, I'm kind of nerd out here just a minute. I <laughs> get a chance to talk to, get get a chance to talk to some of these guys that are, um, you know, uh, have had time. Not that I'm, not that I'm, uh, you know, they're, they're famous or anything. It's, that's not the issue. But the thing for me is these guys know their stuff. Absolutely. And, and it is so cool when I listen to their podcast. Um, I get I get just giddy about some of the stuff that they talk about. It's kind of like, man, if if pe- more people would be able to hear this, more people would actually be thinking about this and maybe possibly even be talking about it and talking through some of these um, things that we have that's in front of us. There, yeah. There's too much nowadays that just shows. Um, shows that creation did happen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and I think that's to me probably some of the biggest things that we can that we can just go off of because for too long there's been too too big of a divide. People um, that are non-believers um, have basically taken and claimed science as theirs, mm-hmm. when actually in reality. Christianity was the foreground and was the hotbed for the development of science, for the study of science. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and that's part of, to me, that's some of the most exciting stuff ever. Right? You'll get to see a little nerd and me come out on this <laughs> one for sure. 
So, folks, to be listening in, that'll probably be coming up July. Like I said, this season, uh, not this this topic is very important it's not due to that but just due to some uh, other issues going on with us we're probably going to have a shorter season for the summer interview series uh, this season than we did last one um, but uh, this is coming up in july be looking for it uh, and then uh, we'll probably have anywhere four to six episodes Roughly speaking, on creationism uh, coming up in July and early August, then we'll take some time off, and then coming back in October, uh, we'll be back with Season 6 of the Bellator Christie Podcast, and like I said, as we previously mentioned, uh, we're going to be covering three areas uh, in systematic theology this year, which... I can't wait till we have these discussions. Can't wait for our guests to come on with us in the summer. Can't wait to have these discussions. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Yeah. And we thank you, uh, folks, that you're listeners and you engage with uh, with everything on Bellator Christie. Um, we just do. We thank you for every bit um, of the time that you've spent together with us and, and the fact that you're tuning in. And we value that time. So we give you the good content, the, the most thorough content we can give you. And our prayer is that this podcast helps stretch your mind and has become a place to strengthen your faith as we strive to create an atmosphere of discussion and become a reliable source of information. Join us next time on the Bellator Christie Podcast. And until next time, Brian and I say, Hold your on, friends. been listening to the Bellator Christie podcast brought to you by bellatorchristie.com. The opinions of our guests represent their own and may not reflect those of Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The Bellator Christie podcast and bellatorchristie.com are protected under Creative Commons copyright, all rights reserved. The opening theme is the song Crucified, written by John and Michaela Limanis, performed by Crosby Lane and produced by Mansion Entertainment. Be sure to visit our YouTube page at www.youtube.com forward slash Bellator Christie. Also, please consider leaving a positive review on the apps where this podcast is found. We thank you for joining us today and hope to see you back the next time that we step into the arena of ideas. Thank you for listening to Season 5 of the Bellator Christie Podcast. Our season will conclude at the end of May. Through the month of June, Curtis and I will take a much-needed break. We'll be back with Season 2 of the Summer Interview Series in July and August. Then beginning the first week of October, Season 6 of the Bellator Christie Podcast will begin. Season 6 will feature three theology series on pneumatology, soteriology, and the existence and revelation of God. We hope you plan to join us for what should be a remarkable sixth season. Until then, soldier on, friends.